When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, game source of course the whole gang at lakerholics.com and always as always our good friends at the hoop heads podcast network it is sincerely appreciated well i guess there's good news and bad news when it comes to today because the good news is that basketball is back right now in an exhibition form it's going to be something that it's going to be great to see because basketball, the feeling, getting the all feeling everything out. Everything's going to be great. Everything's going to be fun because basketball is now live and in living color in your televisions, out in the living rooms, and everywhere you can get your broadcasts. And for Lakers fans, it started today against the Brooklyn Nets at the Staples Center with the first exhibition game of the season in what could be a prelude to an NBA Finals matchup. So we'll see about that one. But it did not start off on the great note. As the bad news is that the Lakers pretty much were behind the entire game against the Brooklyn Nets, never caught quite back up, and seemingly was going to be into the game heading into the fourth quarter. They were only down by four until the Brooklyn Nets went on a 24-2 run to start the fourth quarter. The Lakers' defense totally collapsed. Their offense got even worse in the fourth quarter, which was so good for the second and third quarters. And the Lakers fell pretty bad at the Staples Center, 123 to 97. This an exhibition game. And of the big stars, of the six big stars that are on the marquee for both the Nets and the Lakers, only one played, and that was Anthony Davis for 11 minutes at the power forward, which is, I'm sure, something we can get into. But here today to talk about all the things that went on today. And again, there's only so much you can get out of today's game because of the fact that, again, it was just an exhibition game and not everybody attended, not everybody played. So we'll go ahead and touch on that. But here today to talk about the game. And you know what? I recant. You can talk about your Niners and you can talk about your Yankees. It is a good man indeed. 
It is a man who loves his all caps and loves shouting at you on the Twitter at Laker Tom because he wants to get his point across. You got to be sure he's what he's shouting because I noticed that on my notifications. I saw all this like caps and all caps. I was like, my gosh, he must be angry at somebody. But it is Laker Tom. Laker Tom, great to have you here, my friend. Disappointing effort in the fourth quarter. I know you can't take everything away from it, but you know, at least that's not the way to get off the season on the right track. Every October, we we hope for these things to happen where you see all of your favorite teams playing at once, you know? What you just don't hope for is that all of the games start at 10, between 10 and 11 o'clock, you know, or 12 and 1 o'clock. Um, I'm watching the Yankees finally make the playoffs uh, after a year that was the biggest roller coaster thing where I've sworn that I was not going to watch another game probably at least a dozen times during the season. And, uh, <laughs> but they, but they won. I, they, they, they finally came through with some great pitching and they won today. So they'll, depending on what happens with Boston, they'll, they'll play a one game wild card game after 162 game regular season. That's major league baseball for you. Then you have the 49ers, and and I missed some things because I couldn't obviously watch all of the games and still be here on time for Gerald in the podcast. So I was fast-forwarding, and Jimmy Garoppolo's gone from the liners, and Trey uh, Lance is starting now or playing at quarterback and just threw a touchdown pass and a broken coverage for like 75 yards. So that was good to see. I thought the Lakers, you know, were hanging tough in the fourth quarter. Uh, Obviously, I was watching a little more Niners and a little more Yankees in the fourth quarter, and I turned it on to the fourth quarter, and we're behind by 20 points after we were within three or four points. And uh, so I had a, just a brief look at the stats, and I guess what we what, what we could call this game is this is the game to see who has the best bench or the best <laughs> role players after the superstars. Um, and if you use that as the judgment for this game, then obviously – um, the Brooklyn Nets have a better bench than the Lakers do, at least at this point in the season. So we'll see what happens. It was good to see Lakers basketball. It's good to see 16,000 fans in Staples Center. Good to see LeBron and, and Russ on the bench supporting everybody. Um, and uh, we'll see what happens. You know, I, I'm, I have to say that I'm, I said before the game that I thought the Yankees would lose and I thought the 49ers would lose and I, Thought it didn't matter whether the Lakers won or not, but I was going to watch the Lakers game, even though it was a preseason game and it didn't matter. That sort of tells you where my fandom ranks right now. I'm obviously a Laker fan first and foremost. Uh, I guess probably a Yankee fan second. And uh, they should probably fire Boone and the 49ers should fire Shanahan and then I might be happier. Um, (laughs) But at any rate, um, you know, I, I I don't let this game have any lingering impact on the Lakers simply because it is a preseason game. It's first time the guys have played. The Lakers have 11 new guys on the team. Three guys are returning from last year. So you can't expect much continuity, especially without the starters in there and so forth. We did find out again that at least for one preseason game, all of these great shooters that came to the Lakers can't shoot. You know, we were we shot again thirty one percent from deep, and uh, compared to forty one percent for the uh, the Nets, so that's the same problem. We got outscored, even though we played our two big centers, we got out rebounded and outscored in the paint. 
In fact, we got abused down low. We hardly ever got an offensive rebound and allowed them to totally dominate the boards. Um, so uh, disappointing game for the Lakers. Um, not what you wanted to see. Um, we've got five more preseason games uh, before we get into the regular season, so it should be interesting to see what adjustments they make. Um, who played well in my mind? Um, it was good to see uh, shots made by Malik Monk. I thought he looked pretty impressive at the start. I thought that DeAndre Jordan looked a little washed. Um, I thought that Dwight Howard looked a little washed. Our big men basically, uh, and Anthony Davis looked like uh, he needs a few more games to get in sync. And so I don't know what else you can say about the game. You know, it was a preseason game. Um, I guess the one thing that's good about it is that uh, we'll know exactly when all of our podcasts are going forward. They'll be right after the games with Gerald. Glassford leading the way. Well, let's hope so. And let's hope it'll lead to a lot more positivity and success for the Lakers this season. Because this is not the way you really want to start any type of season, even exhibition or otherwise, with a resounding defeat such as this. Once again, the Lakers lose 123-97, 24-2 to run to start the fourth quarter. Dismal performance defensively. And this is something that concerns me. And also here today to talk about the game with me on this. And I'll hit him up here in a second. But it is Jamie Sweet. The man behind five things and the articles there. One of the things I wanted to express that I did express over the summers with all these new additions, one thing I saw that was kind of lacking was the perimeter defense. And with the perimeter defense, you saw that today exploited because rookie Cameron Thomas, who is a gunner and he's going to go in there to score and he's going to earn time on this team over the course of the season. I, he was a late first-round draft pick, but Cameron Thomas is really someone that I think people need to keep an eye on. He's not going to go ahead and play major minutes, but he is going to go ahead and get consistent minutes on this team. He's going to give them a spark off the bench. He's not going to be the greatest three-point shooter, but he is, in my estimation, when I was going ahead and looking over him for the NBA draft recaps, we were looking at him as a potential big-time scorer off the bench, and that's what he proved today with 21 points. I mean, right now, it seems like that Brooklyn has a lot going for it, even after their big three. So, Jamie, I want to hear your thoughts on this. What concerns me about the Lakers is their defense. They got all these this age. They got all this just, just emphasis on shooting and all this emphasis on, on trying to get the offense in gear. And, you know, did they do too much? I mean, obviously, today is an early estimation. You can't really take a whole lot from today, but – it, you know, when you go 24 to 2 in the fourth quarter, when you really need to stop, when you really need to go ahead and get close within the confines of the game, where you're down by only three, it really hurts to see that kind of run and that the Lakers can't stop you when they need it the most. I mean, yeah, kind of. I mean, this was <laughs> we, the, these, it was the scrubs versus the scrubs, and we're not going to that come the regular season. The lineups that we saw on the floor in the fourth quarter will will not be will not be on the floor for either team in the fourth quarter. So, I don't take too much away from this. Um, I was a little bit more curious to see how we would start the game, and we started the game slow. Uh, I thought, and that is a byproduct of not really having anybody, any cr creators on the floor. I was surprised that Rondo didn't get the start because Russ and LeBron were out uh, and he did see some floor time. So I was kind of expecting it to see Rondo on the floor. Instead, we had uh, none and THT, uh, you know, everybody's 
trying to say like THT's got a lot to prove this preseason. I don't know if people remember THT had a dynamite preseason last year and did did not replicate that much throughout the regular season. So I think THT doesn't have to prove anything to me in the preseason games. He needs to show me that he can do it when the games matter at this point. Um, I thought THT had a mediocre game. I thought pretty much all of our guys had a mediocre game. Uh, Malik Monk was the only individual I think that uh, played okay. Yeah. He had some nice flashes. Uh, Obviously he's a, he's kind of a gunner too. He's going to be our, he's going to be our gunner off the bench. I have a feeling, um, you know, the defense is a concern, but this is, you know, what is it? Day four of all of these guys playing together. So I, you know, it's a lot to ask for them to be excellent defensively. Now our best defenders didn't play when the game mattered. Uh, They didn't really play outside of the first half. Um, So I didn't take too much away from this game other than, you know, there's a few guys on the roster who are fighting to make it onto a two-way or onto the South Bay Lakers. Uh. (laughs) Well, the Austin Reeves one, you know, moving him up, bumping him up from a two-way to a regular, that to me, again, his performance today kind of signaled to me. And I saw him through summer league here in Vegas and just wasn't ready. I I don't understand why they bumped him up to a regular contract when you could have kept that open for someone else with more experience. I don't know if his is it guaranteed though, or can they yeah, just like? Guarantee. Okay, well then that he, is a little mystifying. To yeah, me he's not well. guaranteed. He's not guaranteed. Yeah, this they this moved up from is. a two way to it is from a two way to a one year. Yeah, but so, the yeah. one year is not guaranteed, and they have till January tenth to cut him with just a hundred thousand dollars. If that's the case, then I love it. That's if one of the reasons if, they did this can't for be the cut, flexibility. Or if he if he's if it's just a bump for no good reason other than right. well, this guy looked mediocre in summer league, then I don't understand it either. Um, no, it was a money move. Yeah, I a, think so. it's a standard NBA contract. It's what it's listed as. Okay. Well, I've heard I, I've heard two different sources say that the contract was not guaranteed. We'll have to have see what January tenth to cut him. I'm sure there'll be a press release about it at some point, so we'll just have to see what they say. There already has it. been. Oh, then. Uh, it, uh, yeah. yeah, they signed him, went from an undrafted to a roster spot, and moved from a two-way to a regular one-year contract. Guaranteed. They must, they, he must be doing something great in practice then. Fully guaranteed uh, contract for the season, per Sean yeah, Sharani I'm, I'm, of The Athletic. I'm looking, okay. I'm looking at Shams' tweet from September 26th. He says it's a, it's a guaranteed NBA contract. He says the second year is a team option. Yeah. I have to agree with Gerald. That's a bit of a puzzling move because yeah. he hasn't shown me anything other than, you know, some moxie well, and some grit yeah. and defense. Yeah, yeah. And, a, and a cute nickname, Hillbilly Kobe. Yeah, that's <laughs> Which, great. please, I, please, let's well, not I'm, go down I'm, that path. I meant to uh, – and, and by the way, Sean, Sean Grice is here, Magic Man as well. Just wanted to make sure, everybody. Thank you very much. Go ahead, Sean. Yeah, no, Gerald, I just wanted to say I remember you speaking about the, the Austin Reeves move in the summer. And I had an initial thought on that, and the initial thought really hasn't changed. It's head-scratching he, to me. Yeah, it, to me as well. I mean, he he does look like an NBA 3 and D player. I mean, to his credit, he's he's got the right body. You know, he's got a reputation as a, sure. as a shooter from, from the South, so we'll see how that works. But again, I'm with you, Gerald. It's kind of a head-scratcher to me personally. But knowing that the uh, the second year is a team option, I'm guessing there's low expectations there for him. Absolutely. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. 
Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. If you have a better movie in the can, why is that not the movie that you released in the first place? I would say it's more culturally relevant than The Simpsons and Rick and Morty. Like, it has become a staple of American entertainment. I think Dragon Age 4 is carrying the future of Bioware on its shoulders. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Again, we I, you can only go ahead and throw a grain of salt on this because it is a preseason game, so you can only say and do so much on it. But yeah, I, I can. There's some issues and concerns that I had going into this season in regards after even all the the great acquisitions that they got, and some of it showed its head today. And but again, with LeBron and and Russ not in the lineup and AD only playing 11 minutes, I can only take so far so much. So. Or Carmelo or Ariza. Uh, yeah. You know, there's there's a lot of key guys who didn't you know who have you know. Based on what Frank said in his preseason uh, pressers uh, or training camp, uh, you know, post postmortems, uh, it sounds like Melo's going to have a f- fairly significant role of some sort, and I ha- it's hard to imagine a reason not having a role as well. But here's the other thing that I think is worth noting about this team is that they are going to ease into the season. Uh, oh, they're anybody, easing right now. After they're going to ease, and they're going to keep right on. You know, it's going to be like the Grateful Dead song. You know, people are going to be like, "Don't ease, don't ease," and they're going to be like, "Oh no, oh no, we're easing. We're easing our way right on into this season." So, that's not surprising to me. Uh, I again, I won't be too surprised to see, um, not so much for AD, but for LeBron. Uh, you know, one of the one of the big guys starting. Um, just to save wear and tear on him to have him fresh for the playoffs. Uh, I, I won't be surprised to see Ariza and or Melo not be ready to start the season, to be honest, if it comes down to it. I, I think that they're going to have an extended training camp, kind of like how they did the year we won it all, uh, where it took Frank a, 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 almost until December, I want to say, to kind of come up with a rotation that seemed to stick for the rest of the season. And it also took that long to get some guys healthy. I feel like Rondo worked his way into shape. That's, you know, that we're going to see that this season. There's a lot of old guys that they're going to. Well, hopefully this season they'll get to a lineup that makes sense because they never did last year. Well, injuries had a huge thing to do. And I think that's the goal, right? The, the, this is the, the goal of training camp is to not is to enter the season with the healthiest roster possible. Because uh, we have the talent to do well. If James and AD and Russ are healthy, we're going to be fine in the regular season. And it's all about finding the other seven players that play around those three guys over the course of 48 minutes and what configuration that comes down to. And that is the goal of the next two months. Uh, I mean, I know, I, know, I know everybody wants to like jump into the fire and, and it's going to be super awesome and exciting for minute one. And obviously it's not going to be. <laughs> Obviously, there's a lot to work through. As we've said multiple times, there's 11 new guys on the roster. They're not just all going to like, I know they have their little kumbaya Vegas thing and they're, you know, they're going to have a a fine training camp and they're all going to get on the same page with the concepts. Um, But this is going to come down to, uh, this is going to come down to who among those seven other guys who are going to end up as the playoff roster who are the other best defenders and who can make, get buckets when we need a bucket uh, and who, when Russ and maybe LeBron who, who ought not to both sit at the same time, almost ever, but probably will because Frank loves to throw a nun or a monk or a THT into the fire with a, with a bunch of nobodies and just see how they do for a good five, 10 minutes a game every once in a while. Um, you know, those are the, those are the things that I think will kind of drive 
fans that want to see the playoff version of the Lakers now. And we're not going to see the playoff version of the Lakers now. The playoff version of the Lakers now doesn't even exist because they don't know what the playoff version of this team is yet. We don't know who the other two starters are going to be, and we don't know if AD is even going to start at the five. Uh, he didn't today, which I found kind of surprising. Um, so true to form, uh, Frank went with a more traditional lineup out of the gates. Um, what a shock. Well, I mean, again, not having LeBron and AD, okay, I'm I'm sorry. Not, uh, yeah, not a shock, not a shock to me, uh, sorry, Tom. but not having AD, not having, sorry, not having Westbrook and LeBron, uh, I think impacts that, you know, I'm and the way that, the way, huh? <laughs> I'm, I agree with I you. Do, I knew as I soon as I start, I went, you know what? You don't go and make a, a claim like that in the in the media day that AD did, and then the first exhibition game you start on a power forward. You don't do those things, right. yet they no, did. And I even know. if LeBron Frank and Russ were out. Yeah, but Frank, Frank does. But Frank this does. Is something, That's exactly, this is exactly now you, the point. Frank now will Tom, play a dinosaur until – he loses his job until, Tom, until, or, the, until the meteorite hits. Tom, yeah, we learns. understand. Sean and I and Jamie, we understand, but you got to understand. We, you, like you said, you're now you're coming to our way of thinking that he's a dinosaur and he wants to go ahead and let things be the old fashioned way. We agree with you that AD should be at the five virtually every single game. Okay, you know if it's against Joel Embiid, okay, put him at the power forward and put a body in there to get two quick fouls. That's fine. Okay, I, I heard Amin Al Asin and uh, on NBA Radio, who's super sharp and who is really one of the best out there, said yeah. that he wanted to keep a center in position just to get those two early fouls against a Joel Embiid. I could see that happening, and I wouldn't mind that. Just again, just to get those two early fouls in there. And then we'll go from there. But for 90% of the matchups, you should start AD at the five. I have no doubt in my mind on that and agree with you wholeheartedly. But and, as, as Magic the- Man, as Jamie Sweet, and I have all told you, Frank Vogel is just a very stubborn man and doing very stubborn things. We'll see. We'll see. Again, this is the first game. No AD. I'm sorry. I keep saying no AD. No LeBron. No Westbrook. No Carmelo Anthony, who I expect to soak up a lot of minutes at the four as well. Um so I could even see a world where Carmelo Anthony starts at the four uh, and LeBron starts at the three again, not because just to save wear on LeBron banging against bigger guys. I know, I know, I know he can't, he can't fathom a world where, where, where he, he can't fathom a world with a Mark Stein newsletter from four months ago. Mello is, is gospel, horrible. Is it the gospel truth for the entire season, every game for forever? Frank Vogel is a defensive coach. Mello is not going to start. Mello's a we'll horrible see. defender at this well, point of, in his career. He very is very People, uh, very terrible. DeAndre Jordan isn't a good defensive player at this point in career. Who is starting he at the five today? Either. We'll we didn't even ask for him to be on the team. We didn't even ask for him to be on the team. We all said no. Oh, <laughs> this is a bad idea. It's a bad what idea. We saw today exactly what happens when you have a low post defensive traditional center in the lineup. For all 48 minutes of the game, you get off to a bad start. You got no kick at the end because you can't shoot threes because nobody's gotten open threes all game long. You have no spacing. It's just such a simple task to understand. If you go back, I went back and watched over the weekend. I watched last weekend. I watched the game against the Heat in game six. And then I watched the highlights from games that we won against them. In every one of those games, we played extensive five outs. And there was no way that they could keep 
LeBron or AD from scoring either from the perimeter or from just posting up with four shooters on the outside. And that's they, basically they, where the yeah. that's where the rubber's gonna meet the road with Frank Vogel. Because you can't just move AD to the five and LeBron to the four and then start to play the same exact way you always have with no spacing, without five outsets, and expect to have it come out be any differently. There, well, it, no, there are no open shots for guys in this game. We it, were it, had guys taking threes that were under pressure. We had guys taking threes that, you know, the only good thing about it is at least we we took a lot of threes. We shot over 30 threes. And that's not our normal situation. And I don't expect that to be our normal situation when we actually have our superstars playing. But the serious, the, the serious thing that really that the Lakers have to look at is, Will Frank Vogel change how we play to take advantage of five outs, to take advantage of having five guys who can switch everything on defense? You know, those are the questions that are going to make the difference for the year. Frank likes to, wants to get the ball into the post. One way you can do that is a five out with attacking the rim. Another way you can do it is to have four out and one center in the middle so there's not a guy in the dunker position who can double him easily. Will he do that or not, or how long it takes him to do that, will determine how well we do in a regular season. We need more than just changing the positions of players because the whole point of Russell Westbrook coming aboard and moving LeBron to the four and 80 to the five is to play small ball. It's not to play the same traditional game that you played before without the spacing that you get from having additional shooters on the floor and from having no center in the dunker spot. Today we saw the Lakers play an entire 48-minute game without any floor stretching at all. With a low post center clogging up the lane on every single play. How many times did you see tonight a Laker drive into the middle and two guys pick him up? It's the same defense because as long as we play the same stilted dinosaur offense that Frank Vogel has espoused ever since he's been a head coach in this league. We are not going to see teams change how they defend us. They are going to pack the paint and say, go ahead and shoot. And we'll count on the curse of the Los Angeles Lakers three-point shooting to reduce the number of shots that go in from anybody who used to be a good three-point shooter. Well, look at the bright side, Tom. Your Yankees won. They're already the bright side the is AD is going to play five uh, well, most of the year. Let's say for you, I'm, of trying, the time. I'm trying to cheer you up today. I'm trying to cheer I am you cheered up. up. Well, then I won't. You know, I guess I'll go ahead and break the bad news for you that the 49ers are getting their butts kicked. Gerald, by the, you know, Seahawks. But Gerald, Gerald. <laughs> yes, sir. Let's go ahead with you, Sean. Though again, before we get to you, know, I want to go ahead. Go ahead. I'm glad, Go ahead. I'm glad you're trying to make Tom feel better because you just depressed the hell out of me because the Jays won, and now the Red Sox are up 7-5 in the ninth on the Nationals, and they're out. So it's going to be the Yankees and the Red Sox for the wild card now. Hey, could, you know, you guys, it could be all worse. It could be Jamie and my Angels. Well, so we you know what? There. Yeah, we, yeah. We're, we were asking. We'll probably lose Otani. You know, we're probably going to lose Trout. We're <laughs> Hey, you man, know, it's, it's things not, are depressing in Anaheim. Right? Yeah. It, well, hey, it's not all gloomy in Toronto. We still got Vladdy and the kids for another 10 years. So, yeah, I mean, sorry true. about your luck, Gerald. 
Frank, well, he's going to win MVP. He deserves yeah. MVP over Otani. I'm sorry, Otani faded, and uh, again, uh, uh, to me, Guerrero. Plus, also the fact that the Angels didn't even finish 500. That's another issue. But getting back to basketball, yep. uh, I wanted to ask you this, and I appreciate again everybody listening out there. This is the Lakers Fast Break. We truly appreciate you being part of the broadcast today, and stay tuned because I've got more team previews from all around the league. I got some great guests lined up. Plus. We're coming back on Wednesday in the almost in the afternoon. Who in the heck plays a game at 3 p.m. on a Wednesday? The Lakers do. And they're going to go ahead and play, I guess, at 3 p.m. on Wednesday, Pacific time. And then after the game, we'll go ahead and be here for that. But, guys, I just wanted to go ahead and say thank you again, everyone out there for listening. Sean, I wanted to go ahead and hit you up with this. The thing is, I think the key to Lakers success outside of good health is to find a consistent fourth option for the team. For me, I think that's an issue. It hasn't been in the past because in in the Lakers championship run, it was the consistent fourth option was defense, rebounding, and fast break. Last year, they didn't have that option because of injuries and things of that nature. But if the Lakers are healthy, I still think that, again, to go all the way, they'll need a consistent fourth option. Today was the start of that process to find that fourth option. And while Malik Monk showed some signs, you know, some spark plug off the bench, I'm not sure how much run he's going to get in, in the, you know, as far as the season's concerned. Kendrick Nunn is a, an individual who I'm laying a lot of hopes on. And he and THT pretty much had the, you know, like a, they're, they're competing, I think, for a starting shooting guard position mm-hmm. opposite, opposite Russ. And I don't think that either one impressed. I know Bazemore still has a, has a say in it. You could put Ellington in there, even though he struggled today. In fact, they all struggled today. What are your thoughts on trying to find that fourth consistent option for the team and how important it is for you to go ahead and say, you know what, they need that fourth option really consistently in order to go ahead and make, uh, you know, make, make waves here in this season. Yeah. You know what, Gerald, that's a, uh, that's a great point. Um, I would say I, I agree with your line of thinking. I think, you know, they they drafted THD, they've developed THD. If if he wants that off guard shooting position as a starter, you're right, Gerald. They're they're pretty much letting him you know, if he wants the keys, take them. But you're right, he's not taking them right now. And he can't shoot threes and he can't play defense, and that's not mm-hmm. a good combination right now. Not right now, no. I mean, we heard we heard all summer that he was working on his jumper. I mean, f- for God's sakes, we've heard the same thing about Ben Simmons for the past three summers as well. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I, you know, Gerald, when when they release the sandbags and the balloon doesn't go up in the air, everybody's <laughs> disappointed, and that's what's happening right now with THD and his jumper and his defense you're right it's just it's mind-numbing at times because he's been given every opportunity at every corner to do something and he just he's coming up short right now and i think you're right gerald i think ultimately it i think if tht does not get that jumper on point it's going to be you know between kendrick nunn and wayne allington to see who who plays along ross in the last two minutes of a game We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. 
Hey, hoopheads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com, spelled A-R-Y-S-E, and use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E.com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. I'm just hoping, like I said, I, I see all those signs in the finals. Kendrick Nunn, again, he's a guy who can he can round off, boom, 20, 25 for you in a game, but it's just not consistent. You never got a consistent opportunity, and there may be a good reason why, and we're going to find that out here in a, you know, this season when it comes to the Lakers. But getting back to you, Jamie Sweet, real quick, and then before we head on out, because I don't want to get into much of the moan and groan, because it is just one exhibition game. And, and remember, we have seen many times where the teams have has struggled during the exhibition season, and then they, you'd think doom and gloom. In fact, we saw this in the bubble, the first right. those eight games. We saw right. them struggling. It looked horrible. Laker Tom and I were doing epitaph. We were like already just like kicking the dirt <laughs> underneath, you know. The, the, and you know what? All of a sudden, they came back and looked strong in the playoffs, and, and we know they're there. Here, you know, exhibition – there are teams that really look lousy in, in the preseason and then they have a strong season. So it's a hard gauge, but some, what are the, some of the things that you're going to be looking at in the coming days for this exhibition season that might be able to give you some real clarity on what the, what, what may hold for the season. When do LeBron and Russ play? Nothing else, really. <laughs> nothing else, nothing else matter. I mean, the, the guys we're talking about are, are going to be at best the seventh, eighth, ninth, 10th guy on the, on this 10 man, 10 to 12 man rotation. We're hoping to see for the playoffs, right? Like Russ is going to be on the floor to close games. LeBron's going to be on the floor to close games. AD is going to be on the floor to close games. There's two other guys, same to start, same, you know, we're talking about 15, 20 minutes in between the halves, uh, you know, bridging the second, in the second quarter and the third quarter to get us to the fourth, you know, I, I don't see some of these guys, they're fighting to show that they're going to get a chance in the regular season right now. Some of these guys, and that's to where Sean just put even more pressure on THT than LeBron and a lot of guys who brought him up in media day, who talked about how, you know, excited they were to see what THT was going to do on media day and THT, you know, kind of like, ah, yeah, I don't know if anybody watched his media day. He he was, you know, very low key, very laid back uh, as he generally is. And the only thing I could think of was that's the guy we chose to keep instead of Alex Caruso, because, uh, you know, for all his faults, you know what you're getting with Alex. You're going to get some great defense and you might get some time with threes. And I don't know what I get from THT right now. I still don't know what I get. I don't even get like a guy who can consistently drive to the rim and score because now that teams have scouted his little herky jerky uh, zippity doodah moves in the paint, he's not even able to get, you know, open shots in the paint right now. And, I don't put I all the blame why. on that. It's not because of the How center. about spacing? It's, How about it's, some spacing to give him some room so he doesn't have two guys that he's driving on every time he goes to the rim? He had the same problem last season. This is Yeah, well, the problem uh, is, is that he's one of the spacers. <laughs> right, but he's not. No, he's, he's not. He's not a spacer. This is, That's this is why the he's problem. not going to start, and any talk of him starting is Agreed. foolish. 
Well, I mean, it's not foolish because they might put him alongside the best guys to see if they can open. Even Frank's them. not so stupid as to only put out no shooters <laughs> on a line. Yeah, he's going to start. He's going to start Dwight Howard and Tht. I'm ordering you. And a we Coke. have zero shooters in a starting lineup. You know the Lakers. I'm, may I'm still ordering be you a. a on, I'm ordering on, you a Jimmy, cake shaped. I just want to say one quick joke. One quick joke. Okay, I'm ordering you okay. a, a cake shaped like a crow, so that when Tht and DeAndre Jordan are in the starting lineup <laughs> on opening day, uh, you, we can just, we'll just watch you. The whole podcast will just be being like. Uh-huh. Yeah. All I'm going to say is this. We, you know, the, the, no, it won't. Be get, uh, Giannis and, uh, and, uh, Harden is our next two free agents. You know, here we go. Here we go. You know what? The ex, the Lakers may be in exhibition form, but the, you know, here at the Lakers fast break, Laker Tom is in full regular season form right now. <laughs> the trade sheet never goes off. The trade yes. sheet. What, THT, five minutes? Better, THT better start making those shots or he's going to be on the trading block. He's already on the trading block for you. Don't even deny Hold that on. he's not. I, I like, no, he's uh, he's the only trading. He's the only contract. Worth, I know this is. The... He's the only chip we got worth ten million. Well, don't and forget don't... the only chip we got worth five million. Don't forget McCready. Now he's got a guaranteed deal. That's at least another two. <laughs> I, I want to ask you this: the guy who created the trade machine, Sashin oh, Gupta, is now the GM and now the guy running the Minnesota Timberwolves. <laughs> when he goes ahead and before he calls up, let's say the Lakers or the Seventy Sixers. Does he use his own trade machine? That's just something to think about, you know, as far 100%. as it thinking of, does it look like, you know, he's like, oh, matching up for Ben Simmons. Oh, hey, that works. The trade machine, it works. It says accepted. I think I'll Call Daryl Murray. Call Daryl Murray. Take a screenshot. Send yeah. it to Daryl. Daryl, Daryl. Yeah, this worked on my trade Post machine. It on Twitter. How, how about that? This worked on my trade machine. It, it, can we do this? Oh, can man. we do this? Hey, we just got it. Hey, Wiggins got, Wiggins a got vaccinated. There you go. I'm sure. We're getting there. Any bets on when Kyrie's going to do it? Uh, he's not going to do it. He's not going to. You know, do it. he went in there. Kyrie is going to do I'm it. I'm sure, but he did it. You know, obviously the monetary money in talks. California, you need two. Money in California, talks. you need no. two. Yeah. No, J and J. You know, J and J. I thought you could J&J. do no. If you do the Johnson and Johnson, yeah. you can do one. Well, but if you do, yeah. Yeah. If you do Moderna so did, or Pfizer or uh, he's, yeah, he uh, did the J and J. If he's going to yeah. be ready for now, he's he did the J and J. That's a guarantee right now, and that that's it. But again, it is the Lakers fast break. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening, but we're not going to go ahead and, and continue for now the aggression because you know we're just getting back into form. We're get, just getting yeah, back into the continue the aggression. Yes, yes. Tom, so, Tom's, 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 Tom, I knew what, Tom what was aggression like, are we talking about? The aggression was, against Tom's, I'm talking about the non-vax okay, people. No, well, that what Tom, you're trying to I'm avoid about the, the center position aggression. On. I'm talking about the, the aggression that you have on your Twitter because you're in love with the caps lock. <laughs> no, that was took... a copy and paste from an article where the uh, okay because my daughter happened my to be daughter took a look at well my daughter caught my phone and saw the notification of Laker oh Tom God. and Laker Tom for like three posts was like in all caps and am I is he angry at someone yeah, and I was like. Uh, he's not actually angry. I think he he's just celebrating. Caps lock. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's how he has fun. That's how he's enjoying okay. himself. But, but before we head on out, uh, you but know, and Tom, all this fun. Tom, is, Tom isn't the worst for that. Skip Bayless is. Oh, 100%. Yeah, that's, 100%. Yeah, that's, true. Yes. That's, that's true. But yes, don't get me started on Skip Bayless. But before that's we right. head on out, please check out the great articles that Laker Tom has. Actually, there was uh, really some good ones. He's put a lot of time and effort into setting up for the season. Yes, Jamie, it is mainly on the big three for the Lakers. But if people, hey, like like ESPN loves to go ahead and devote much time to the Lakers, he's devoting a lot of time to the big three. 
So Laker Tom, before we head on out, what have you got planned and in store and why people need to go ahead and check out the great articles that you're currently writing for Lakerholics.com? Well, I happen to think that this is a, maybe the most exciting Lakers team that we've had since showtime. You know, I mean, I don't mean to disregard or disrespect the, the Kobe and Shaq Laker teams or the Kobe and Powell well, Laker they teams. Weren't, I mean, they were exciting for different reasons. They weren't but, exactly the running gun. You know, the, yeah, they, the style that, that we all kind of fell in love with, with Showtime and, and Magic running the, the point. Now, there's just so many connections that I see between the Lakers history and the team that they have put together now. Um, not only the, the, the almost the replacement of Kobe Bryant with Russell Westbrook now to, to go out and chase a championship, the the return of Dwight and the return of Rondo, the the turning over the entire roster and really uh, putting together a roster. Rob Palinka did put together a roster, basically, that's a small ball roster. Mm-hmm. It's designed to fit around three superstars who aren't three-point shooters. Um, so it's hard for me to talk about anything else but those three superstars and what impact they have. And it's hard not to be excited to, with Russell Westbrook and what he's going to bring to the Lakers. The, it's, yeah, I, I think this is going to be one of the most exciting teams that we've ever seen once they get together and they start to play. Yeah. Um, and the challenges that Frank Vogel has really is to make the moves on offense, defense, and transition that really optimize the small ball lineup that Rob Palink has given him, you know, um, we can go all defense with Ariza and Bazemore in the lineup. I'm perfectly happy with that. We can go all offense with, uh, with Monk and, and Ellison and Ellington in the lineup. I, I can see reasons for that too. So it, I'm excited about what's going to happen with the season. I think it's going to be, one of the most exciting seasons that we've had. I think that we're going to set a record for the number of wins that the Lakers will make in the regular season. And I think we will win the NBA championship. And I doubt that I'm going to take any other position in that during the entire year. There'll be ups and downs, just like everybody has said. I think all of the players have recognized that. We've seen some of that in this first game, the way that, that some of the some of the passing and moves by people and some of the defensive rotations have not been exactly crisp, if you will. But I think that I do have a lot of faith in Frank Bogle's defense. I, I, I do think that even the weaker defenders on the team, which everybody claims are none in Ellington, I think will also come along and, and we'll, we'll be able to be contributors to a good defensive alignment. I think Bogle always has that in his bag. I'm just hoping that on the offensive end that he'll really, he'll really play uh, five outs lineups and he'll really spread the floor so that he can give the superstars room to operate. And once they start to operate and they start to drive, you know, five out is the perfect offense for this team because we've got three guys who can take the ball from the perimeter and attack the rim. And all three of them can pass the ball out to wide open three point shooters. So we just need to make this work. And uh, it's going to be awful hard to make it work when you don't put your three superstars in there, you know? And so you can't, you can't count on anything that's happening now. I mean, the challenge Frank Vogel has isn't to put together a starting lineup. It's to figure out which two players play best to start the game and end the game with LeBron and AD and Russ. 
So that's two guys that they got to figure. And he's got, you know, a handful of maybe four or five guys that fall into that category as they could make a good lineup. So I think we'll see a lot of movement on different things. I think we're going to see some crazy lineups through preseason. Hopefully the last two preseason games, as, as Rob indicated and Frank indicated, will be games where they'll basically try to play the lineups and the rotations that they're planning for the early part of the regular season and see how they work, you know. I think Frank's always been, at least in the regular season, more of a stable lineup rather than a matchup guy. You know, when he gets to the playoffs, he's showing that he's a lot more of a matchup guy than a regular, than than a stable lineup guy. But I think he's going to go with a stable lineup during this season, and I think we'll see it. And I think he has a good idea already who's going to be on it. That doesn't mean that somebody can't go out there and play well or play poorly and change his mind. But I, you know, I, I think that, what else thing comes down to it, how far the Brooklyn Nets go, how far the Los Angeles Lakers go, isn't going to be determined by the guys who are on the court today. It's going to be determined by the two sets of superstar big threes and how they play. Superstars win. You know, maybe a fourth guy that comes up like, you know, to be a real star and, and be that extra player that nobody counted on that, that made it a four against three competition and so forth. But I think the Lakers have just as many good options for that as, as the, as the Brooklyn Nets do. And and I fully expect that as we go on to the season, I think that the Lakers three superstars are more versatile. They're better playmakers. They're better defenders. Uh, I think in the end, they will, they're better in attacking the rim than the uh, Brooklyn Nets stars are. The Brooklyn Nets stars are better at shooting jumpers, making three point shots. So we'll see how that balances out. Um, but it's, it's, unless something happens where somebody on one of these two teams gets injured, I can't see how anybody else but those two teams are going to end up in the NBA Finals for 2022. And make sure you go ahead and check out his awesome article today, his latest one, How Far Will Frank Vogel Go When It Comes to Fully Embracing Small Ball? That's available right now at Lakerholics.com. And you can also follow him at Laker Tom, but he's not mad at you. I just want to go ahead and make sure everybody know if you follow him, he is not mad at you because he's in all caps. He's just trying to get his point across and copy and paste as well. So I'm a happy yeah, actually, he's just trying to avoid having to redo the all caps from the <laughs> You know what? I'm as guilty of that as you are, my friend. I'm as guilty of that as you are. But also want to go ahead and make sure you note that there's some great things as well. Still, besides Laker Tom's articles at Lakerholics.com, Mr. Magic Man has been a great part of this as well as our Lakers historian and someone who brings that insight that only he can. What you got planned this week at Lakerholics.com? Well, Gerald, we're coming up on uh, the Diamond Jubilee of the NBA, which uh, is very cool. I wish you could pull some of those diamonds over here. (laughs) 75, (laughs) 75 years going strong. I'm taking that to the jeweler. I I think the game itself is in a good place. And I think that when LeBron finally hangs up his uh, shoes, that uh, he's going to be leaving the game in good hands. And so I'm, I'm going to be writing an article about why I think the, the Diamond Jubilee is just uh, the beginning of uh, – to the moon and beyond for the young players because I really think the game's in a good place. He also makes a ton of comments and is very supportive of the Lakerholics community. Please check out what Sean Grice, a.k.a. Magic Man. Oh, go ahead. 
yeah, and I was. I was just going to give you the big outro, but go ahead. Yeah, and I was. I was just going to add, Gerald. I think the Brooklyn Nets are in a in as unique a position as the Lakers are, as far as they know who three of their players will be on the floor in the last two minutes, but they don't know the other two. I mean, we assume we assume Bruce Brown will be one of those two. But who else are you putting out there? Are you going to put Blake Griffin out there? Are you going to put, like you said, Gerald Cam, Cam Thomas out there? Patty, Patty Mills? It's, Nick it's Claxton, a, if you want to hype. Yeah, I mean, it's very interesting the way they could go. So I, I, I really see similarity between both teams figuring out who's going to play with their superstars. LaMarcus Aldridge. Blake Griffin, you know, you can throw even throw Paul Millsap if you, you know. Again, if some of these guys contribute for for Brooklyn in, in any reasonable way, I mean, they, they've got a long season ahead of them as well. So, again, there's still a lot to talk about when it comes to both these teams. But please make sure you go ahead and check out for the latest news and information for the Lakers with Sean Grice at LakerHolics.com. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. And before we head on out, he is the master of all five things at Lakerholics.com. It is my good friend, Mr. Jamie Sweet, who I will be doing some late night Lakers fast breaks with. I'm going to get that closer to the season. So we go ahead and just give him uh, some time to prep before we do some late night Lakers fast breaks, but definitely going to go ahead and get that on the schedule. I'd ask Laker Tom to join us, but he's probably sleeping. So that's what you usually tell us. I can't guys can't I'm out. Z's. So <laughs> no worries, but JB sweet. What you got planned for all of us at Lakerholics.com. Well, looking forward to, you know, actually that's pretty smart, you know, cause I don't sleep much. So he's probably, a I, smart, he's a smart, much smarter man than I am. Yeah. I, I try to sleep, but I, I just, yeah, find it's that a lost cause my age. What happens is I sleep the most when I put my kid to bed because I end up passing out with her. And then I just, <laughs> she's like, a, she's like a human little, you know, she's like a little human snuggle machine. So uh, it's perfect. Uh, I've gotten more sleep Here. that way. I know, I know, I know, but that's why, you know, so anyway, <laughs> Point being is that what I'm excited about right now is seeing some more of the guys who we expect to see more of, <laughs> which was not what we saw today. Uh, we saw a bunch of the guys who kind of hoping to make, you know, the end of the roster, hoping to, you know, get a significant role on the South Bay Lakers, maybe, you know, make some noise and see if somebody else uh, offers them a deal somewhere out in the NBA. And that's all well and good for them. For the Lakers, there's nothing that we saw today that I, well, I mean, if we did, if what we no saw today is exactly that's the best that's the only good yeah. thing that came out of the today's game and that has to come out of every preseason game for the preseason yeah. to be a success if we roll out of the preseason with no injuries and the roster is basically ready to go on opening day i'm not too worried about this team at all i think that they'll figure it out however it shakes out if we start traditional if we start small if we play traditional more than we want it, whatever however it works out i think we'll be fine what i would like to see a little bit more of is I'd like to see a little bit more Kendrick Nunn, to be honest. Uh, he only played, I mean, he led the team, or not quite led the team, THT led the team with 26 minutes, but 24 minutes. And it's preseason. Let these guys play. Kent, Kent Bazemore, for some reason, played 22 minutes. I know what Kent, Kent Bazemore can do. Let's get, like, Nunn and, you know, let's get some of these guys who, 
you know, we're kind of wondering where they're going to fit into the rotation, uh, how it's going to go. I mean, Ellington only played, uh, well, he also 22 played 22 minutes. 22 minutes. So those three guys had a decent amount of time, I suppose. But I would have liked to have seen them to close the game out on the floor, no matter what, to be honest, just to see what they can bring. But, you know, Frank's, I'm sure there's a method to his madness of some sort. Uh, and so we'll, we'll no see. Injuries. <laughs> no injuries. Let's go back to no injuries. Let's stick, let's just stick with no injuries right now. Cause that's the most yep. positive And that's, that's what this team needs throughout the whole season. If this team is healthy, I like us in any seven game series, no matter who we start, no matter how it plays, LeBron's showing that he can be a seven game monster. Russ has never played with talent of this level and AD looks ready to dominate. So uh, with all of that being true, uh, you know, today, nobody should, lose an ounce of sleep over what happened today. And uh, nope. I'm looking forward to seeing what some of these guys can do with the rest of their preseason. As am I, as am I. But again, it was a very disappointing fourth quarter for the Lakers. 24 to two run to start the fourth quarter. It is 123 to 97 victory for Brooklyn. But again, it's just the exhibition season. So Lakers fans take heart that they're just going to be working out the kinks over the next few days. And we'll be back, if you're watching this on Facebook, we'll be back probably early evening around 6 p.m. Pacific, I'm assuming, right around there. That's probably when the game will end because it's a 3 o'clock game on Wednesday afternoon. I don't know why, but okay. All right. It is exhibition. So So Phoenix's WNBA team can play. Oh, so yeah, because they're, they're, yeah, all right. That's that's, a playoff game. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Because it's WNBA playoffs, you're right. They're doing a great job against the Aces here, and the Aces are not, you know, <laughs> I guess the two-seed doesn't matter for them right now, so I'm disappointed with what they're doing. But, again, like I said, it's going to be an early game for the Phoenix Suns and the Los Angeles Lakers, but we'll be here early Wednesday evening, and then, of course, you can hear this on Thursday as a podcast then. But I'll tell you what, we truly appreciate everyone out there listening to our show. But before we head on out, make sure you go ahead and send us that e- those emails. LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com, at LakersFastBreak on Twitter, at LakerTom on Twitter. And because I keep on forgetting, we're on Instagram, at Lakerholics on Instagram. Yep. I never use my Instagram. I, just, I don't know why. I don't. I have too many with all these shows. But Magic Man is at Lakerholics. And what else on Instagram? Yeah, so, so we've got two accounts. That's too, too many for my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Our Lakerholics account is... Uh, on IG at Lakerholics underscore authentic. And then you can also follow Magic Man with uh, put a little mustard. Let me ask you this. You said at Lakerholics underscore authentic? Yes. Who's going to rip off that moniker? Well, we, I wanted to. I Why don't you just get the, to... you know, get to get a nice following and then get the check mark and there you go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that might have been a way to go. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's true. But okay, go ahead and follow at Lakerholics underscore authentic. authentic. Okay, man. I feel like I should be buying from a gift shop there. But anyways, tell you what, just go ahead and follow all these things on social media. We truly appreciate all the support you can out there because we truly need it. And we're looking forward to a great season. And we'll be back on Wednesday early evening. And then also dropping on Thursday for audio. But I will have other shows in the mix. I've got more great interviews on the way for people talking their great teams that they believe in and then what they think of the Lakers. So looking forward to another busy week as now the season's going to start really ramping up. So we're looking forward to hopefully another great season right here 
at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.